Welcome to the Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today hugely excited to be heading to Cairo in Egypt where we meet Ayman Haki, who's the founder and managing director of the Tri Factory. Welcome Ayman, great to see you. Thank you, Chris. It's my pleasure. I'm really happy to be here today. Look, I'm so excited to hear your story. It's, um, it's been kind of a week of uh, interviewing trailblazers, people who have, uh, have kind of started their business off or the business of, of, of mass participation and it's had a, a huge knock-on effect and it seems like you're, you're one of those in Egypt. So I'd love to hear your story and maybe just start a little bit about what's the background to the Ayman story. Absolutely. Let me just tell you that I've really enjoyed following your show, you know, and, and I can definitely relate to all, uh, all the speakers, all the people that we've interviewed about the mass participation industry. So it's, it's been a lot of uh, fun, you know, to follow those uh, interviews. Uh, just right. to tell you a little bit about myself, you know, uh, I, I uh, grew up playing sports, uh, specifically tennis and swimming, and I've always been crazy about sports. I studied economics and then uh, started my career as an economic analyst in, in British Petroleum uh, while I was uh, competing uh, in water polo uh, and uh, actually played for my uh, team and won the Egyptian National League on the senior level. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, originally uh, almost uh, like a semi-professional water polo player. Um, and I, I played football as a hobby. Um, when I injured my knee uh, badly playing football, I tore my ACL. Uh, I had to uh, stop playing football and water polo and I, I needed to find a different kind of sport that could uh, accommodate my knee. And that was triathlon. That's when I learned about uh, triathlon. Because the doctor that I went to see told me that I had to stop all kinds of uh, twists and turns and contact sports, you know. So, and that's when I found out about triathlon and it just I could, I could easily do it with my injury. Uh, at the time, triathlon had no existence in Egypt, no presence in Egypt at, at all. That was back in like 2011, 2012. And I learned about triathlon while, while traveling abroad uh, with, with, uh, with, for, for work. So I got into it and I absolutely loved it. I got hooked on, on triathlon, the endurance bug, of course. And uh, I came back to Egypt, you know, formed a triathlon group. There were no events at the time. So we were, we were training together and traveling abroad to compete in different kinds of events like, London, like uh, the London ITU, which was really inspiring to me, and the Ironman events in, in Spain and Barcelona and all different kinds of events, even in Dubai. And that's, you know, when I, when I thought to myself, you know, it would make sense to start maybe organizing similar events in Egypt. You know, I loved the atmosphere when I traveled abroad and, and it was really nice. And I felt very inspired, you know, to organize uh, an event uh, like the ones that I traveled to. So I, my first triathlon back in 2013, uh, that was the first privately organized triathlon in Egypt. And that was the start of, of triathlon at the time, you know. We, had, we were surprised to have maybe 150 participants at the time none of them that i knew or maybe you know and it was everyone's first ever triathlon uh, it was really fun and that was the starting point for us from then on we established the tri factory organizing more than uh, 10 events a year including marathons triathlons trail runs tough mother uh, all kinds of events you know and we're still uh, growing our last uh, event the pyramids half marathon just before the lockdown had 4,000 uh, participants from over 80 nations so uh, that's just a quick introduction about the Tri-Factory and myself. What a wonderful story. And, and isn't it amazing how often in life 
adversity creates opportunity. So, you know, that it must have been terrible for you at the time to tear your ACL and, and lose something that you were passionate about and, and, and look at where it steered you. It's, it's amazing. You, you were telling me before we, we started recording that, you know, the lockdowns lasted for, for over three months now from mid-March, but that's slowly starting to ease. What, what, what's, it, what's life been like in, in Egypt during that period of time? And I guess Cairo specifically for you, what's day-to-day been like and, 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 and what have you been through? You know, it's definitely the major change for me and for everyone else. You know, Cairo is a very busy city and uh, we're always very busy, of course, as you know, in, in, the, in the industry of event management. No two days look the same for us. You know, I'm always running around. I'm not used to staying put and, and uh, I don't like personally to sit on the desk too long. That's why, why I quit the corporate life. You know, I'm always running around trying to find new venues, uh, talking to sponsors, uh, finding new tools for our events, traveling around. I travel all the time, you know, for, to attend events, to attend conferences or, or all kinds of uh, things. So staying put and staying uh, just, like, I kind of enjoyed the relaxation at the beginning of the lack, lockdown. By the time, you know, it felt kind of uh, boring, trying, of course, to, to use the time to sort of develop the Tri-Factory, uh, to use the time wisely to reconsider our business plan, you know, and th- think about the future. Uh, so it's definitely been a major change, uh, but uh, we're still, we're hoping for the best. Uh, we're staying safe, spending some, some quality time uh, with my family, with my two-year-old, two-year-old uh, girl, you know, and experiencing all the kinds of uh, terrible two uh, episodes. <laughs> so uh, it's been enjoyable, of course. Oh, wonderful to have, have that time. And you, and you mentioned that, you know, whilst there was a lockdown, there was a degree of flexibility. It was mostly around curfews and you were able to get out and about. And, and I guess that means you've, you've continued to be able to do some training, which is so important to have that exercise in these times, isn't it? That's right. That's right. You know, we've been, I think we've been luckier uh, than most uh, athletes, you know, as endurance athletes. We've been lucky, you know, to be able to continue exercising, exercising during the lockdown. We, we have the, all the streets in front of you to run, to bike and everything. So we've been definitely more fortunate than other athletes, you know, who are struggling to continue training, whether they play tennis or swimming or other sports who can't uh, cope with the lockdown at all. We've actually used time wisely, you know, and we've organized the virtual marathons for our members. Mm-hmm. And that's proven uh, hugely uh, successful and popular. I mean, we're continuing to, uh, you know, navigate this Difficult, those difficult times by organizing uh, the virtual marathons and that's really what's kept us going together as a team you know and kept us busy fantastic and and just um one of the things i, I i've never had the pleasure of going to cairo it's definitely on my, my bucket list and to see other parts of, of egypt but you know all the images i've seen of, of quite busy streets so how do you go as a as a triathlete training in Cairo, is it relatively easy? Or do you have to go a long way out of town to get roads or you do fairly short circuits to get the kilometers in on the bike? Yeah, it's definitely not easy, you know, especially for cycling and to, to train in Egypt or in Cairo. We usually go on, on highways to uh-huh. train. So we go out, out of the city to find decent roads uh, that we can uh, bike on. So, uh, or we just use, you know, trainers to, to cycle uh, indoor. Yeah. So uh, we definitely love to have you over, you know, in Cairo and uh, go for a ride. 
Yeah, and, and look, I would imagine that, you know, the other elements of that event, I mean, so much beautiful water to swim in. I'm a mad keen scuba diver. And again, one of my dreams to, to scuba dive in the Red Sea. So I'm guessing you have some amazing swim courses. And, and, and then when you've that's got exactly. some closed roads and so on, you must put on some, some amazing events. And, uh, and, and that sounds really exciting. And I guess one of the reasons why you get growth and you get tourists coming in there. What have been, I guess, switching gear a little bit? I mean, some of your challenges over this period of time, I mean, we speak about the challenge of of getting your cycling training in, but from a, a personal and a business perspective, uh, you've obviously got a team of people. How many people in your team? Have you had to lay off staff? Have you had issues of sponsors saying because your events are postponed or, or canceled that they're no longer supporting you? Any, any big challenges like that? You know, thankfully, uh, the lockdown, uh, the timing of the lockdown was, uh, was good for us. You know, it was, wasn't as bad. We weren't as badly hit as other business or other event organizers. We were, uh, we managed to complete our biggest event of the year, the Pyramids Half Marathon, just before the lockdown. Uh, so we were sort of uh, fortunate and lucky. You know, thankfully, we haven't, we haven't had to uh, make any, uh, you know, sacrifices or any, uh, any uh, with the business at all, you know, or layoffs. So we were lucky with the timing because we managed to complete this event, which is our major biggest event of the year. And, and just before the lockdown hit us, just before we started, you know, uh, working on our uh, next event. So we, we did have to go through some, uh, you know, refunds and, and some uh, tests, minor tests, you know, compared to others. But thankfully, more or less, we were uh, lucky with the timing. Uh, and like I said, we, we, we managed to navigate this, uh, this difficult period by organizing virtual marathons, uh, which is a lot of fun. You know, people are actually at this moment exercising more than they used to before the lockdown. So it's, we've, we've gained a lot of momentum actually uh, during this period and we, we, got, we got a lot of new uh, participants, a lot of new followers on our social media and it's all because people are completely focused on endurance sports at the moment because it's the only option you have in front of you. So the virtual marathons are, we're continuing with them and it's helping us keeping staying you know, um, relevant and, and, and float the business. That's, that's amazing. And it's the story that I'm hearing from all over the world is, you know, ma masses of people running, bike shops running out of bikes that, uh, you know, there's such a demand. So I think fantastic for the industry. Any sense from, from your perspective of when you might be back to business in terms of when is your next event on the calendar? And, and, and do you have any concerns that you're going to need to postpone it? We, we postponed our uh, most recent event, the San Hashish Endurance uh, Festival, which is our one of our it's actually our oldest event. It's a very beautiful uh, event on the uh, Red Sea. Uh, we had to postpone it uh, twice, actually, from April to June. And then now it's uh, until further notice towards the end of the year. We're hoping to start organizing maybe smaller scale events starting September. Uh, but we can't, you know, we're not confident at all if this is going to happen or not. But we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed, you know, and hoping for the best that towards the end of the year, we'll be able to start organizing events again. Uh, you know, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll probably find out soon. Uh, and that's, a, I guess, a, bit, a lot of collaboration with governments trying to work out a plan that's going to be, going to be safe, safe for everybody in terms of the participants. And, you know, and, and I guess, you know, some of the challenges there, there's, there's many mass gatherings in, uh, in, in, in Egypt and in Cairo with people going to the mosques and so on. So your, your kind of challenge where globally people are saying, mass gatherings and, and mass participation events sit in that same same area. So it must be some interesting challenges for you to try and work with, with, with agencies to get those approvals. 
That's right. That's right. We're working closely with the Ministry of uh, Sports in Egypt and trying to figure out how we can uh, cope with future restrictions. We're trying to build our own expectations on what uh, would be acceptable, you know, once things uh, get back on track. Uh, at the moment, there are no large gatherings uh, allowed, you know, even mosques, uh, as you mentioned, they're not, uh, they're not open. So this is definitely, uh, you know, uh, a major uh, yeah, occurrence, you know. Mm. So, uh, like I said, things are expected at the time, you know, closer to July next month to start uh, easing more. And uh, I believe, you know, just like all other event organizers that you've talked to that we, I think we're, we're aiming for end of the year or beginning of the year to resume our operations, you know, and, and getting accustomed to the new normal, which we are going to find out what's, what, what it's going to be like exactly. Yeah, right, right. And so, you know, I always like to talk about leadership as well. And, and clearly, you've been a trailblazer, you've, you've been, been a leader in the industry. What, what, where do you take your, your lead from as a leader? What, how, how did uh, Ayman kind of pop up as a, as a leader of the industry? Is there someone along the way that's, uh, that's been a role model for you? Where do you take some of your leadership cues from? What are some of the principles you apply when you're leading a team? How many do you have in your team, by the way? Uh, we're eight people, eight, eight full-time employees. We yeah. definitely have a lot more people joining us uh, on project basis, on event basis. So, but uh, yeah, my core team is consists of eight full-time employees. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, for me, it's uh, passion. You know, about sports. I've always been crazy about sports. I've been lucky to uh, form a team of passionate athletes. You know, so we're all uh, trying to uh, work on a project that we really believe in it's something that we like to do it's, it consists of all they're all athletes and triathletes in my team uh, personally it was for me it was a passion and this is where i really draw my inspiration from it's something that i like you know it's something that i really understand it's not just about uh business you know or or, or work it's not work for me at all it's it's really what i enjoy doing and, and and i'm always i always feel bad when i'm organizing the event and i i don't get to participate in it you know it's just always the struggle uh, you know, but it's something that I really, really like. I've definitely learned a lot uh, as a water polo player. You know, it just gave, gave me a lot of uh, belief and a lot of, uh, you know, taught me a lot about teamwork. And this, is, uh, this has been key, I think, in my, in my growth as a, as, a, as a person and as a businessman. And uh, I actually did learn quite a lot from my previous employer as well, British Petroleum. Uh, enjoyed my over working over six years there and my manager was really supportive at the end of my career when they when she noticed that I was uh, ready to move on you know uh, and my boss's boss as well you know uh, they always encouraged me to you know move on although I was doing quite well uh, as, as an economic analyst but uh, yeah so def definitely I had some key people uh, even my family was very, very supportive. Always learned a lot from my from my brother, my my father. You know about uh, working hard, and uh, they actually come from a family of doctors, so okay. they're all very academic compared to me. You know, but I could see their dedication and hard work. That's definitely helped me a lot as well. Wow, what wonderful! And and so then to to finish off with something inspiring, and you know you're an inspiring story yourself. Uh, you know, is there anything that you've seen along the way that's inspired you or something you've seen during COVID time or one of your events that you'd like to, to leave the, 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 the yeah. viewers with? 
Uh, absolutely. You know, when, when looking for inspiration, sometimes uh, I look back at, uh, at some of the challenges that we challenges that we had to overcome, you know, to draw some inspiration. And that gives that gives me, you know, strength to continue. Like I said, we've been we've been in the business now for five years and we had to overcome some very difficult challenges over the years. And, and that, that just only makes us stronger. And that helps me a lot. I always uh, look at other examples as well in the mass participation industry, uh, you know, to get inspired and to, to, to figure out how they've managed to overcome uh, many challenges. Beirut Marathon, for example, is definitely a, a very good example for me, you know, to see how they managed to progress the business over 20 years, you know, and, and organize such a huge event in the Middle East in similar circumstances to, to Cairo. You know, so the Beirut Mountain is always a very uh, inspiring success story for me, you know, and hoping that we could definitely match uh, the success uh, in, in the future, I hope. Wonderful. It's been so great talking to you. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, obviously, you're an absolute trailblazer there. You're doing amazing things. I hope we get to meet in person one day. I'd love to come and visit your country and, uh, and see one of your events. But I just really want to end by wishing you all the very best. Uh, Hope it's, uh, it's not long before you're back out on the roads running and cycling. Uh, ride safe, stay safe, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Ayman.